Welcome to episode 98 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey tackles another animal myth, and I talk about a social media celebrity who has been taken ill. We discuss two new favorites appropriate for this season, and learn about our final animal of the week for the Atlantic Ocean. So without further ado, episode 98 of the Animal Addicts podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 98 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new assortment of super cool animals. But before we get to that, uh, what have you been up to since last I saw you, Casey? I went to see Halloween End with my sisters and my mom. And how was that? I liked it. Oh, okay. But it was also (laughs) disappointing as an end to the franchise. Oh, okay. Do you think it's really going to be an end, though? Or are they just going to, like, reboot it with something else? Like, it's the end of, like, Jamie Lee Curtis's. Yeah, part. that definitely is the end, but I don't... I think as a whole, the franchise, I'm not convinced it's... I can't true. imagine that it will end it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, as a movie in general, I in, there were parts I enjoyed a bit. Like there a were, standalone movie? Okay. Yeah. But as, like, part of the Halloween franchise, it's one of my less favorites. Oh, no. How many are there? A lot. Let's see... First, second, not counting season of the witch. No. Okay. <laughs> Think nine or ten now. Isn't there? Is that a whole? That's not a Halloween. I think it's a Friday the Thirteenth that Jared mm. Padalecki's in. Say again. That Jared Padalecki's in. I think that's a oh. Friday the Thirteenth one. I have to look it up. It bothers mm. me. I need to know. Um. No. Good luck to me spelling his name right. Thank God he popped up first. <laughs> um. Okay, that's a lot of movies. <laughs> Has Jamie been in all of them? No, not all of them. Okay. She was in the first two. Um, then she was on hiatus until ha- H2O, Halloween 20 years later. Okay. Um, and then she was in Resurrection <laughs> for like five minutes. <laughs> for five minutes? Okay. And then, of course, there's... They're like, we just won't be able to say fun. she's here. Oh, yeah, it was a Friday the 13th he was in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah. And then there's, of course, these three uh, in this trilogy that she was in. The last three were part of a trilogy? Yes. So, like, the ones since 2018, that's a trilogy that, because the 2018 movie takes place after the first movie. Okay, I literally don't even remember being there a 2018 Halloween movie. (laughs) I feel like I haven't heard anything about Halloween since forever. So, yeah, so basically... They scrapped the franchise after the first movie and then just continued on with a different story from there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yep. Okay. But yeah. Very strange. The 2018 one was a hit and I really liked it. There was a lot of people that didn't like Halloween Kills. I liked it. Um, but yeah, in this trilogy, it go- the order is also what I like the most. <laughs> what? <laughs> like Halloween... Then Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends. That's my order of these, of which ones I like So the it's most. like the Star Wars movies. You're picking the ones you actually like, basically, because mm-hmm. there's like a gazillion, not gazillion. No, like in or- order of like of the new three movies. Okay. In the order they came out, it's also the order in which I like them. 
Oh, so the like, best one was the one that was a while first. ago. Okay. Yeah, in Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Also, you're appropriately wearing your Halloween yes. shirt. How exciting. Yeah, I wore this one to Horror Nights. Yay. Yep. How could you not? You got to show your support for them. Yep. Give them that money. <laughs> I do feel like I need to go back and watch the, like, original Phantom of the Opera and mm-hmm. all of the, like, classic yeah. Universal movies. I should do that sometime. Yep. But now I have to work Halloween, so. That was my intent, was to do, like, a movie marathon on Halloween. Mm-hmm. But that's not happening anymore, so. Oh, well. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, the other day there was a Friday the 13th marathon, but they stopped it at um, Jason Goes to Hell. Um, and then after that, they did the remake and then started the whole franchise over. It's like, why'd you skip Freddy versus Jason and Jason X? <laughs> because those are the ridiculous campy ones. Oh. And I love them. Yeah, you gotta love the campy ones. They're the best. Yes. Jason in space. <laughs> oh my God. It's like jumping the shark, but before horror movies. Yes. All right. Okay. So that was a weird thing to leave out the, probably the best ones. Let's be real. Gotta love the camp. Yep. Also, camp is where a lot of these horror movies happen. Yes, but not Halloween. Movies. I feel like when I go camping, I'm more concerned about horror movies than like bears. Because <laughs> I feel like they always get murdered when they're out camping. Mm, yeah, but you can get camp killed in the city too. <laughs> True. Or a small town. But either way, like my fear, my irrational fear of camping has more to do with murdery stuff than mm. bears and nature. <laughs> I just accept my fate. Okay, great. Either if way. If I hear some crash in my house during the middle of the night, it's like, uh, it's probably a robber. They'll find me and kill me. I've had that before where, like, you keep hearing noise. You're like, oh, my God, is someone in the house? And after a while, if it's just never ending, you're like, you know what? If I die, I die. <laughs> I have to sleep. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Anyway. All right. Well, good times. Um, is that it for your Halloween saga? Yes. Okay. Good times. Um. So I watched another one of the America the Beautiful series. And this one is Northland. And it's just wintry stuff. It is mostly Alaska and like yellow sewn it up. So it is pretty north, I guess. I learned, I didn't know that Denali, uh, Mount Denali was the coldest place on earth. Yeah. So that's that. I learned something new. And they had muskox and wolves and oh i should say i'm giving it a rating of safe there's definitely death but it's like death not again this is they've i think they've like mostly abandoned the whole like following a family type situation like they kind of follow one bear and her cubs sort of kind of but not really and this one wolf pack sort of kind of but they don't really like get involved with them so they don't like name them or any of that not that they even have to name them for it but you know what i mean anyway so there's definitely death um and what else? What else was this one? I watched, yeah. So this one didn't annoy me as much as the other ones with the like overly, I don't really want to say patriotic because patriotism is great, but the like, you know, the whole just overdone. Ugh, anyway, this one wasn't as bad mm. with that. They still, I think it's just part of their intro that they say that North America is the most diverse continent on the earth. And I'm mm-hmm. like, are you literally saying this just because it goes up to the polar ice caps? Because I feel like everything else Mo- not everything, but most of their continents have. So, <laughs> anyway, so but they mostly talk about like musk ox and musk ox and uh, and the wolves and oh no, 
Who else? Oh, Bald Eagle, I want to say. <laughs> you don't remember? I don't remember. Or Shane. All of them. Well, it's just not my favorite. It might still be my least favorite, like, film series. <laughs> Nature film series. So I'm not, I'm not as into it. Let's be real. I'm gonna, I just, I'm committed. I've made a commitment. I'm going to finish it. But I have a feeling by the end of it, I'm gonna be like, skip this one. <laughs> and watch these other series and i have pbs now so now i'm gonna have to go start watching ones that probably are not going to be safe is my guess because that's like the planet earth and stuff so i think those are going to be a lot more mm -hmm. not safe so, <laughs> so but anyway i have a feeling though that this america the beautiful series is probably going to be safe the whole way because there is death they just don't show the moment that it ha they show the lead up and they show them eating it they don't show the takedown like how they censor the best parts in horror movies on tv oh okay well <laughs> sure but see for me with horror movies i just watch it and i always like especially final destination movies that I was on that the other day I've... only seeing one of them i should say i think i've only seen the one but i've anyway. seen all of them i've seen the most important one let's be real the one with all the logs <laughs> which then prompts that whole like everyone in the left lane has seen final destination because yep. there's a logging truck in front of them mm. anyway i don't know why my brain is really rabbit trailing today but ryan regan who's mm -hmm. a comedian i love he has this bit about I was like on the freeway and there's like one truck with logs going this way and then another truck with logs going that way I feel like a lot of like trouble would have been saved with the phone call like you need logs over there we need logs over here anyway sorry but um but with those horror movies I just get into like the technical aspect I'm like how is this visually achieved I'm like oh okay I wonder what they did for the mix for the blood I wonder okay is this a green screen or is this like a whatever and I start breaking it down that way Every time I watch those kinds of movies. So mm. I just check out of them. Anyway. But yeah. So America the Beautiful Northland. I feel like I like this one more than the last two. But we'll see. <laughs> Jerry's still out on that one. Anyway. But it is safe. You can watch it. So there you go. And I just found it weird because the way. I think Michael B. Jordan's like from New York. Because he has that like water type of sound when he yeah. says water. And then also he calls them mormits, I think, or something like marmots? that. Like I think of like a, mar a marmot. A marmot. Like a marmot is what I would say. But he's like marmot. <laughs> he says it with a very hard ah. Marmot. Like mar marmot. And Wasn't like, that like a commercial for like cars or something? And it had like Chris Evans and a bunch of other actors. What? I, I don't know. I'm so confused right now. It was... Something about cars, parking, and they all had different kinds of New York accents. Oh, I don't know. Or Maybe. New England accents, I guess. I guess, yeah. But anyway, I think he must be from New York because I swear he has that kind of warder type thing. And then Mar Marmot. I know he was born in Santa Ana, California. Well, that makes no sense because we do not talk like that in California. I've never, I don't know, are they supposed to be pronounced Marmot? Marmot? I've always said I would marmot. I say marmot, yeah. So I'm very confused by the whole situation. And he doesn't have that full New York water accent, but mm -hmm. like it's it's not a it's not a California water. Let me tell you that. Yeah. So anyway, it just blows my mind the different accents in the U.S. because all of this whole Western region were all the same, and then you break mm -hmm. into like New England and it's tiny areas that all have vastly different accents. Like, what are you doing? And even the South, they have different accents. Like, mm -hmm. a Texas accent is different than a Tennessee accent. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard someone from Tennessee is like, "Wow, you do sound like that." Yeah, Tennessee is pretty strong, uh, but like the Carolinas are strong too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but so, work with people from the. Carolinas, but then Florida so. doesn't. 
<laughs> like they don't really have an accent. So I'm like, how did you like everyone around you? I feel like does. I don't know. But you don't. It's so weird. When I say they don't have an accent, I'm putting them on our accent. Mm-hmm. But anyway, because obviously California is the most important. Let's be real. Yeah. Well, it's what movie accents are. So that's what you get. But still, I feel like the majority of the U.S. has our accent. So therefore, there. There's your argument for the U.S. It's not which language we speak. Mm-hmm. It's what accent is the actual American accent. <laughs> Thank you so much. Mm. Anyway. But I digress. All right. So that, uh, yeah. So that we both saw movies. <laughs> yep. Um, And mine was sort of horrifying. It was just not grisly. Anyway. There was lots of blood, though. And I felt bad for one of the wolves. She didn't die. At least mm-hmm. if she did, they didn't talk about it. <laughs> they didn't address it. But she got hit by a musk ox. And I was like, oh, ouch. <sighs> and kind of run over, too. And also they're like, oh, her her partners didn't have her back or whatever. And this musk <laughs> ox, like, takes her out. And I'm like, oh, ouch. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Okay. So anyway, uh, moving on. Um, so, Casey, what did you want to talk about? I'm going to tackle an animal myth today. Yay, animal myths. We haven't done those in a while. Because I've been hearing this one a lot recently. Okay. And it's driving me nuts. It's people claiming coyotes are luring dogs to get attacked by their pack. Okay. Yeah, because I've been seeing this a lot recently on TikTok for some reason. They, like, show a video of a coyote yowling. And um, there's, like... a subtext on it saying is like make sure to have your dogs on a leash um the coyote's trying to lure it to its pack so it can't attack you it's like first off that's not what it's doing <laughs> secondly you should put your dog on yeah a leash. also have your le- dog on a leash because yeah. also coyotes will come pick them off like right next to you they don't yeah. care when, coyotes will attack when them. you gotta eat you gotta eat and they're gonna get brazen but yeah but what's actually happening is what that coyote is doing is alerting the rest of its pack of danger nearby mm. And then dogs, because a lot of people that decide to put them off leash are not actually trained, even though they claim they are. Mm -hmm. And they just decide to go after the coyote. And then they'll try to give a few warning signals to the dog. Of course, they don't listen. And then they will attack it and... For defense, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Dude, we used to have problems with Biggie, our Rhodesian Ridgeback mix. We lived out in the boonies. Because if you opened our gate, you had to time it perfectly. Because when you get home, he'd run the perimeter. So you had to wait for him to start to take off. Then you could open the gate, drive in, mm-hmm. and close the gate before he made it all the way around the property to get back to the gate. Our other dog, before him, would sit and wait, let you drive in, and she was good. Yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, whatever the bad dog is doing, the other dog is doing it with them. Mm-hmm. But then one day, sometimes he'd fake you out, and he'd start to go, and then he'd come back. And one day I went... And I didn't notice there was a coyote because we live next to what I called Coyote Hill because uh-huh. we're one of the few places with actual nature next to our property. And there was a coyote up there and he took off after it. And I was like, no, <laughs> please don't. Don't go attack a coyote right now. Please don't get in a fight with a yeah. coyote, and especially its whole pack. Like, can we not do this? <sighs> anyway. It was funny. is like, I don't really have much nature parts where I live, but I still see coyotes all the time. Times are everywhere. They're out in the cities. Me and my sister were just walking down our street. Yep. <laughs> a coyote just was running down the road. It's like, what's up? Just trying to, yeah, what's up? And it's like, I kept an eye on it as it was going by behind us. Yeah. The ones out there were kind of Which brazen. concerns me because I have a couple neighbors with really small dogs and they let them off leash when they go leave out into their front yard. And it's like... Yeah, when I grew up in the boonies, small dogs are called coyote food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same with cats. That's why you got to be inside 
Yeah. Anyway, um, or at least get them in most of the time, but mm-hmm. even that's risky. Anywho, but yeah, so there you go. So coyotes are just defending themselves. Also, I see posts all the time on one of the Facebook groups, like neighborhood groups, of like, oh, there's coyotes out, so watch out. I'm like, yeah, no shit. There's coyotes everywhere, bitches. We moved into their space. Where are they supposed to go? Yeah. Like, of course they're there. That's up to you. And like, oh, we should get rid of them. Like, or you could be a responsible pet owner or adult parent (laughs) and keep your small children in or be watching them when you're out with them. Or get one of those. Honestly, if I had a little small dog and I was out on a hike, I might get them one of those little crazy. I'm going to call it a punk vest because that's what it looks like to me. But those like anti-coyote and bird vests. Oh, really? You've seen them, right? I don't think so. What? No. Oh, my God. I have to pull this up. Are you serious, Ree? I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. You're going to love it. I'm going to have to post this mm. for anyone who has not seen these. Um, it's for coyotes and also for birds. So it's like, I don't know how big it's going to make this. Can you hmm. see that? I see it. So yeah, so they oh, can't what like, the- <laughs> so they can't like bite it. <laughs> so I mean, if they could flip it and get oh, under it. My God. But anyway, they have these. But they look like little punk vests. They do. I love it. Anyway. Why is it pink? Oh, you can get yellow. Oh, I guess the pe- I'm sure you can get it. Look, this one's blue and yellow. Oh, like you, you have options of colors. So this one's yellow and orange. Anyway, but I feel like I'd get that also just because I find them to be entertaining and be like, this is my little punk dog. Dude. Right? It's pretty great. It's like a character from Mario Brothers. It's pretty great. I can't believe you've never mm. seen one of those yeah, yet. Yeah, I haven't. I guess I'll try mm. to have to post a picture of those for you guys. Mm. I don't know why that made me think of it. Wow, I am off today. <laughs> Rabbit trailing like crazy. Mm. But of course, the one where you're young tour, tour, tour from millennials like myself, Blink 182 coming back is like all kinds of exciting. Mm. I don't even know if they have a San Diego date, and they should because they started in San Diego, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I had some friends who went to go see it in Vegas, and it got canceled <laughs> because of high winds. Oh, God. And everyone's joking. Sucks. They're like, is there just like eyeliner in all the guys? <laughs> like all the sad emos. Uh, and I'm like, I was never emo, uh, but I love them. And also <laughs> a lot of the other bands on that tour. Yep. Anyway, I digress. But yeah, so the little coyote, I would do th- I would put that on my dog. Are you kidding me? I would totally do that. Uh, and the little spikes around the neck. <laughs> oh my goodness. Amazing. Anyway, so yeah, so just don't be stupid and stop blaming animals. Like, you just have to coexist with them. Don't be fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. There you go. Don't be dumb. Stop blaming everyone else for your faults and shortcomings. Anywho, um, okay, well, is that it for that myth? Yes. So basically, the coyotes are saying, hey, yo, pack, there's a potential problem around. And then the dog's like, I'm going to, so the dog's picking off a fight it can't win. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, no, please leave. No, please leave. All right, now we're going to mess you up. <laughs> also, when you think about it, it does make sense. It's like a predator's not just going to want to pick a random fight. <laughs> it's going to get injured and that could potentially kill it. Well, they would definitely, if they're going to go pick on one, they're going to pick on an injured dog or a yeah. small dog, not something that's like a lab. Mm-hmm. And if your small dog is running toward a coyote, that's your failing because you should not have your dog loose yeah. next to a coyote. That's craziness. It's also just frustrating when you see people and it's like, no, it's absolutely true. These people don't know what they're talking about. But that's like the rattlesnake. I don't think anyone's yeah. going to believe the rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, mm-hmm. Baby rattlesnakes will forever be more venomous. Everyone's going to tell you that all the time. Like, yeah. no, nope, that's not. That's mm-hmm. just not how that works at all. So sorry. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, people are crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So there you go. The same with the, have we talked about the bird thing? the bird don't touch the nest yeah don't touch baby bird yeah you did okay that was one of our first myths mm. um but you can theoretically 
but you probably try, shouldn't. Try not to, but it's not a, that they're going to abandon it. Yeah, too many people are like, I'm going to be a wildlife rehabber and going to save this animal. Now you're probably going to end up killing it because <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're doing. Oh, dear. Anyway. Yeah, rehabbing stuff can be tricky because mm-hmm. we had many mice that the cats would kill the parents. <laughs> oh, my God. Little babies or, like, the gardener would find them. And we had one that I successfully like raised mm-hmm. and it was best because my parents they had a family business so when Affie was really young dad would bring her to work with him so she wouldn't be home alone when she was a little kitten and like dogs went to work with them and everything but i'm sure my grandma was thrilled that he was bringing i called him mickey this little mouse and like a coffee can with like holes that he could breathe in it he'd bring that to work with him during the day i'm sure they were thrilled to have a mouse in the office what? anyway he grew up fine and then he released him in some bushes somewhere but he made it but another one i tried to another one i tried to save did not make interesting it. Because it was such a tiny pinky. And feeding them the milk is so hard because you have to, like, barely do it so you don't drown them. And I was like, this is impossible. I'm like, I probably am drowning you is probably Mm -hmm. what's happening. I'm sorry. Uh, But Mickey made it. He got his fur and everything. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) there you go. Mm -hmm. All right. We need to move right along. Kind of, sort of, uh, segues into... Actually, I'm sorry. Before I segue, what am I thinking? Casey. Yes, Allie. Oh, no. It moved on me. Hang on a second. This is a well-oiled ship, isn't it? This totally is. Is that even the thing? No. Nope, it's not. Well-oiled machine. Thank you. <laughs> is it because I was listening to sea shanties? Mm. I don't even know. Obviously, I'm so gone today. Um, okay. What type of luggage do coyotes take with them on an airplane? Kind of luggage coyotes. Mm-hmm. I don't know luggage, so I don't know. Carry on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should say carry in, really, but carry mm. on is the type of luggage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Reminds me of one of my favorite videos of somebody trying to board a plane. Is like she had this big old bag. She didn't want. It was too heavy. Yeah. So she kept on taking clothes out, putting it on, putting <laughs> it on. She had layers and layers of clothes on. There was a freaking costume in there <laughs> that she had on. It still was too heavy. So what she did when they weren't looking, she looked her put her foot under her bag and lifted it up. Oh, my God. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Airlines are so ridiculous these days. They are. It's so stupid. (laughs) Anyway, what would have been my segue, though? So from trying to rehab animals, although I don't know if they really rehab them, but if you didn't care about avian flu before, which we've talked about many a time on the podcast, Mm -hmm. wiping out all kinds of animals, you should care now because a manual has it and he and only one other bird rico i had to go look it up rico nico one of those rico i think it's rico he's a swan um they're the only ones at the what is it the knuckle buck i should probably just knuckle buck yeah at the knuckle buck farm so no knuckle bump bump i thought it was knuckle buck okay well when i get into the article the title says knuckle bump you're right knuckle bump it is i don't know why i definitely thought knuckle buck (laughs) anyway strange strange name the point is emmanuel the famous emu for emmanuel don't (laughs) don't do it has bird flu and almost all his friends died yeah at that farm at the knuckle bump farm um so you should care about bird flu because he's well he's doing better now so this article's a little bit older he's been because i've seen her posting stuff and he's doing better mm-hmm. but he's uh he, he got real sick and they have not reported on rico at all mm-hmm. <laughs> so i guess we don't care about rico as much but he's a swan so swans are mean he's probably just like uh-uh you ain't taking me out <laughs> um 
I think they had other swans though too, and those swans definitely died. Yeah. But anyway, I've basically said the story. I will obviously be linking articles, but um, so in Florida, the knucklebutt farm had problems where basically it was I think it was Egyptian geese that were flying in and they would chase them off but they would come back at night mm. anyway so a lot of things got infected and they lost over 99% of their birds they only had two left so um, and that was Rico and Emmanuel and Emmanuel was very sick no one has reported on the state of Rico and if he's doing okay but Emmanuel they had to make him a sling it's a whole thing he wasn't like yeah. standing on his own it's a whole thing um anyway it's really sad so would not want to be in those shoes no and they and it was weird too because i saw at one point she had posted like that they had i forget the word she it wasn't cold but something that made it sound like they came and killed all their birds but this makes it sound like they just all died mm-hmm. so i'm not sure but anyway um so there you go you should care about avian flu because obviously it wipes out chickens that mm-hmm. make our eggs which is part of why eggs are so expensive um and it's just sad for all the birds. It makes me real sad. And then Emmanuel got sick and all those birds died. All the things she shows on her videos that are birds, except for him and Rico, they're all gone. So you should care. And it yeah. almost took Emmanuel out. So, and do we know for sure he's going to make it at this point? I don't know. I'm seeing now reports besides just BuzzFeed about him just being stressed and not having it. So oh, I don't know. Maybe doesn't have it. But I think, yeah, your entire family of birds dying around you might stress you out. Yeah. So it could happen. But it also seems weird that he wouldn't get it if they all had it. Unless it doesn't tra- transmit to emus as well. But the female emu died. Yeah. Emu? So, I don't know. I know it affects poultry and waterfowl the yeah, most. Yeah, the most. It affects them the most. And they don't have the um, cassowaries at the park. Oh, they did it. take them off? No, they're oh. out still. Oh. So maybe emus and cassowaries they're not as concerned about because they're the same family. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know why a swan would be exempt. <laughs> so anyway, mm. there you go. But uh, Emmanuel, Just to spite the world. I, that's what I'm telling you. They're just evil little dicks. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there you go. So Emmanuel is sick at the least. Almost all of his friends have died. Yeah. So you should care. And I will be linking the um, articles. And there's two articles because one, most of them did not say anything about Rico. And they're like, two birds survived. And I'm like, okay, who's the other bird? I would like to know. (laughs) Finally, I found one who said who it was. And it's Rico. So anyway, there you go. Sad times. Not that there's a ton we can do. What kind of farm is it anyway, by the way? They call it a hobby farm. Uh, Oh. So, So like, those people that decide to live their fantasy and uh, just get property out somewhere. Probably. I mean, it's Florida. Yeah. So, but, I so, basically, I don't think they're being farmed for food, right? It's just, like, Mm -hmm. farm. I mean, she's trying to educate people is what she always says about animals and stuff. So, whatever. I've never watched any of her videos except for the occasional Emmanuel. Never knew anything until Emmanuel. I've never watched anything Uh, since. So, nope. Yeah, my sisters both sent me videos of him. So. Yeah, and it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Also, it's like a cat. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. It's one of the only emus I know that isn't like a complete menace. (laughs) Yeah, they're also, I wouldn't want to walk around with an emu. Well, back out where I live, they had an emu farm. Yeah. But I don't think, and I got stuck in traffic one day because there were some escaped emus. So that caused a traffic jam. Also, I would not have to want to round up an emu because I'm like, that thing can kill me. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. my one of my best friends from college, she worked uh, with an email that was a cuddle mug. Oh, that's cute. The strangest thing. That's cute. Because <laughs> I've never met an email like that. I feel like they're all just pretty. They're murder birds. That's what they are. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that's going to get us into uh, a murder bird. What a great segue. <laughs> I chose our um, favorites this week. And I, since it is tis the season, spooky season, I chose our favorite or scariest animal-related horror movie. And then in parentheses, preferably <laughs> where the animal doesn't die, but that's... And then we both ignored it. Pretty much all of... Also, when I was looking at them, I was like, oh, they pretty much all die, actually. So, okay. What there we horror go. movie is related to animals where they don't die? And it was a poor choice because... Well, this, this is not a horror movie. I think I was just thinking Halloween movie. Like, there's like Hocus Pocus with the cat. Yeah. But that's not a horror movie. No. I think I didn't think of the fact that they like all die in all of them. I was them. thinking like birds. Birds, I know, because birds is, like, probably my second choice. Mm. But I was like, they all, like, fly into windows and shouldn't die. I don't think they all die. It's been a long time since I've seen I remember my that. mom always referenced that movie whenever we saw the big flock of crows mm-hmm. flying over. So I thought it was a bunch of crows in the movie. And then I was like, it's freaking seagulls. Yeah, which makes sense, because seagulls are assholes. <laughs> but anyway, um, well, there's various birds, though, I think, in that yeah. movie. The seagulls but, are the main one, though, that yeah. come in. But, yeah, a lot of them die. I don't think they all die, but a lot of them die in that movie. <laughs> So I feel like I should rewatch that movie. I haven't seen that in forever, but anyway. And then other ones I was thinking I'm of. I'm trying to remember which channel it was. It was showing a bunch of, like, the original Poltergeist and all the old classics. And it's like, probably like AMC or one of those is my guess. I don't feel like it was AMC because I watch <laughs> AMC all the time during Halloween. And they don't have, because it even had, like, a host. And I wasn't used to that. I remember seeing that before. Maybe it's, like, E or one of those. It might have been. Anyway, um, but to get to it, so Casey, well, so we both chose things when the animal definitely dies. <laughs> Animals definitely die. Casey, who did you choose? I went with Pet Cemetery. All right, Stephen King. Woo! Yes, I love Stephen King. So. Yes. Yeah, going with the original. I like it far better than the remake. When was the remake made? 2016, oh. I think. I didn't even know that existed. I've only yeah. ever seen, I've only seen clips of the first one. Oh, I haven't watched it all the way. No, remember, I was really little. I told you, I was really little. You can little. watch when you're old. I wasn't even born yet. I know, but I was really little, <laughs> and it was on TV, and I was starting to watch it, and then my Nana flipped the channel, and I just never went back and watched it as an adult. Yeah, I think a lot of the times when it came to horror movies, my parents just let me watch. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I walk into the room, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is on, as long as there wasn't, like, a sex scene or anything like that. Because that is the epitome of America. <laughs> sex is not okay. Eviscerating people, horrible violence, that is okay. But God forbid there's any nudity or sex, at least if it's consensual. Anyway, continue on. So, yeah. Uh, of course, as you may guess by the title, the cat dies. <laughs> There's also a whole bunch of dead pets. Yes. Dead, dead, they start the off dead. Cemetery. Yes. And then you go... I should. I don't want to give... No, because I do want to actually go back and watch it. Yeah. You've already spoiled that the cat dies. Okay. I just remember... The part I remember is there's the cat and the, like the little kid is following the cat, mm. I think. And then you think the kid's going to get hit by a truck. That's the part I remember. That's the flash from my small child brain that I okay. remember. And that's about all. And they were in the cemetery at one point. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it was one of the first. It's one of the first horror movies I remember. It's a good one, and it was one that I did not find cre- cre- that scary except for one part. Oh, okay. Eh. 
I'm going to have to like a post Halloween. I also have the book. <laughs> yeah, well, a Stephen King, I would imagine all of its books. Also, I feel like as I was looking for movies. I said, I specifically have the book. Not that there is a book. No, I know, but oh, I don't okay. know why I wouldn't expect that you didn't have the book. I'm just saying anything oh. Stephen King has a book, so it makes sense you would have it. Okay. Unless you just don't have any books. <laughs> so like one of, of books, three like... books you have? <laughs> like, oh. I'm confused. No, I have I have too many books. Okay, there you and go. And not enough time. I know. I haven't read in and forever. reading novels is difficult for me. It's like <laughs> I'm a slow reader. Getting the motivation to pick up a novel is hard for me. I'm I can slow. pick up nonfiction easily. It's no. Really? Yep. I just am a slow reader. I get distracted easily, and then I'm like, oh, God, what did I just read? And I have to go back and read, like, half the page, and it's a whole thing. Anyway, but there you go. Yeah. All right, well, I chose – now, my choice, at least online, is – contested <laughs> but i argue that it is a horror film and i have chosen jaws and i don't know how it can't be a horror film when at the time people were too afraid to go in pools where sharks do not exist or take baths where sharks do not exist or at least they shouldn't anyway so jaws is my choice it's often considered a thriller an adventure movie <laughs> all these different things i vote it is also horror because you're being terrified by this killer shark that's not really real but anyway you know, it's great. And it was a great Steven Spielberg movie. So there you go. Mm -hmm. I chose Jaws. It's pretty fantastic. Oh my also, gosh. fantastic um, John Williams score. It's just one of the best movies. Let's be real. I'm surprised you didn't make an emphasis on your on a pun. What pun? You said fantastic and it could have been fantastic. Fantastic. I could have. I could have, mm. but I didn't. Yeah. That is a part of the tram ride at Universal Studios Hollywood. If they ever get rid of I'll be so pissed. Right. I always love it because obviously you know when it's coming, but yep. so many people don't. So I'm just like, oh, I can't wait for this. <laughs> but then in recent news, R.I.P. And it's the original block, summer blockbuster. Yeah. R.I.P. Angela Lansbury because yeah. that's also Murder, She Wrote Town. <laughs> that's like Murder, She Wrote's right by Jaws. <laughs> Horrible. Mm -hmm. So just by random Google search, horror film is defined by the Dictionary of Film Studies as representing disturbing and dark subject matter seeking to elicit responses of fear terror disgust shock suspense and of course horror from their viewers i think that qualifies yeah there's suspense there's sort of shock there's sort of disgust it eats dog mm -hmm. spoilers if you haven't seen jaws i don't know what to tell you yeah <laughs> and that's the thing too i love about that's kind of a again a rabbit trail but i love about spielberg and a lot of just horror movies and movies in general i love when they don't show things i find a lot of times it's scarier what they're not showing oh than what they are blatantly showing the biggest mis one of the biggest mistakes i ever saw a horror film cinema is the remake of the blair witch because they decide to show the damn blair witch oh that's dumb you know what's funny about that movie is like it's so iconic and it's like brought life. Didn't to... even know that they had a remake of it either. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's so iconic as like um, brought life to the found footage genre. But if you look at that it, now, it's like it's not a scary movie. Yet. No, there was like one part that was kind of scary. The thing that was, that was scary about it at the time is people thought it was real when they go went to see it in theaters. It's also crazy. So yeah. well, props to marketing. But anyway, mm -hmm. well, but people thought like paranormal activity was real. Yeah. So I like I love that franchise. <laughs> anyway, like, the best one's probably first or second, but I haven't seen any of them. Oh. I just oh feel no gosh. need to see any of these things. Also, anytime ads come on for horror movies, I'm like next. <laughs> you know what? Uh, one found footage film um, 
that does creep me out is called Creep. Nope. I think I have heard of that maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, it revolves around someone being hired um, by somebody to make a film for them. And then he turns into a stalker and it's creepy. Well, that seems more and scary like because that's fear. more likely to happen. Yeah. yeah. That's like a real mm. thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like many serial killers out there looking for you, but like stalkers can happen. Yeah. Anyway. So there we go. All right. Well, that is going to bring us to our animal of the week. And our animal of the week this week is... The razor bill. The razor bill. I feel like it fits the theme of the month. <laughs> and I imagine it is a little Sweeney animal a sweeney because sweeney todd has razors uh. and kills people is that considered horror uh, oh is God. that considered horror <laughs> sweetie todd is there a horror musical can that be a thing i feel like the original tale of it should be horrible i mean you're you're eating people disgust eating people killing it i feel like i feel like sweeney is the horror musical there we go Anyway, do continue. Tell us about the razor bill. Okay. So these guys are in the order Caradriformes. They're in the family Alcidae. And their scientific name is Elsa Torda. Um, this bird species is found across the North Atlantic from parts of North America across to Europe and are even found along the coast of some parts of Africa. They have a lifespan of about 30 years, but the oldest individual lived to be about 41 years old. Wow. They're about 35 to 43 centimeters long and have a wingspan of 18 to 21 centimeters. And Allie is looking for her measuring tape. Oh, I had it. <laughs> 18 to 21? What? They're so little. Yeah. Oh, my God. They look bigger than that to me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cute. That's like a freaking, like, sparrow, people. It's little. Okay, anyway, continue. And they weigh about 500 to 730 grams. They are piscivores, just like all other marine birds. Um, they feed predominantly on schooling fish species, such as capelin, herring, and cod. And there is some regional variation, and in some areas, razorbill's diet consists mainly of crustaceans. So they, ha- they have evolved to be excellent divers and will typically dive in a V pattern with a nonstop downward dive followed by a nonstop ascent to the surface, and typically only go down about 35 meters below the surface. Only. That's pretty freaking far. Yeah. How far do most other birds go? I don't remember, like, our albatross and stuff, how much they go. Probably deeper um, than these guys. Cause, I never uh, thought of them. I don't know why that never clicked with me before. That's ridiculously far. Like, I expect them to go down, like, 10 feet and be back up. Yeah, well, um, keep in mind that these birds are not aerial divers, so like how boobies go so they have much greater potential to go further down mm-hmm. whereas these guys just stay up the surface and go and back up so they actually like swim down yeah okay that's different okay mm-hmm. there we go but uh, most dives only last around 35 seconds which means while underwater they are moving at a rate about 1.5 meters per second wow okay so yeah like i said their diving is much more like a duck you see at the duck pond the duck's butt goes up and then mm-hmm. it disappears for a while yep. They're swimming, basically. Yeah. That's not... I don't really consider that a dive. It's a dive. They swim down. I don't consider that a dive. It's I a think dive. the dive has to come from out of the water. No. I disagree. I feel like you're just swimming down. Okay, anyway. I disagree, but continue. <laughs> it's going down, so it's a dive. You can swim down. Anyway. That's a dive. Okay, whatever. Um, 
Fun fact, studies have suggested that the raised barrel is the closest living relic to the now extinct Great Auk, which was a large species of flightless alcids that somewhat resembles a penguin. The scientific name of the Great Auk was Penguinus impen impenis, and when European explorers discovered penguins, they named them after the Great Auk's scientific name due to their resemblance, despite not being related. What is, how do you spell Auk? A-U-K. Oh. How were you spelling it? I was thinking like O-C-H. Oh, they do look like them. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, and they do kind of look like penguins. Yep, they talk about those in the book The Sixth Extinction. Okay. So the razor bill spends most of its life out in open waters and is only found near shore during the breeding season. During this time of year, they nest in cliffs directly adjacent to the ocean and are often found in large mixed colonies with other birds such as murres and other auks. The razor bill is pretty lazy and the female lays just a single egg on bare rocks, but some of the more caring parents will collect rocks to make a nest and their nesting sites are usually enclosed areas to protect the egg. <laughs> some of the more caring parents, other parents are like, eh, whatever. Yeah. That's amazing. But before the female lays an egg, sometimes she may fly away to another colony to mate with other males there and make multiple trips to determine which one is a better option for uh, pair bonding with. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. She's shopping around. Yeah. Both parents will work in shifts trading off between incubation duty and fishing. There are some interesting observations that have been made about the parental care in the species. Um, when looking at one colony, researchers have found that the males and females consistently brought back different species of fish to feed the chicks, hmm. um, which implies that there may be some degree of specialization um, between the sexes. Interesting. Mm -hmm. When the chick reaches about 20 days of age, it will leave the nest, but at this early of age, the chick does not have flight feathers yet. And it is for this reason that the nesting colonies must be directly adjacent to the water because the chicks will jump off the cliff, jumping from hundreds of feet into the water. That would hurt. Just a little, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Wood ducks do something similar too. But they can magically swim immediately? Yeah, they're buoyant. <laughs> it's popped back up. I think that'd be easy pickings for mm -hmm. any ocean yeah. life then. Well, the male will stay with the chick um, until they are able to hunt on their young, which is usually around two months. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the razorbill is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list, and their populations seem to be on the rise. Even though they live most of their lives out at sea, they are usually within 10 kilometers of the shore, which puts them at risk of exposure to oil spills. Uh, one of the major threats they face are pressures coming as a result of climate change because it is predicted that they will lose about 76% of their range in North America. Ooh, that's bad. Yep. This species also prefers hunting in colder waters, which are also more productive, so there will likely be a decline in food availability over time for them. Okay. Looking up fish? I'm looking up how big a cod is because... <laughs> I'm I'm thrown by how small these guys are. And I was like, aren't cod bigger? Some, yeah. Okay, let's see. Y'all, I'm looking right now. A maximum length of an Atlantic cod is 200. That's pretty big. 200 centimeters? That's going to be much bigger than this. So how would they eat that? What are the cod they can eat? I'm shocked right now. Even 100 centimeters is really big. Look at that. 
how's this little guy? It's going after the young ones. Going after this. I don't understand this. I'm shocked. What are they? Oh, babies? They're eating the baby cod? Yeah, young ones. Are there that many baby cod? That they could eat them? I'm still, I'm just, <laughs> just looking at a picture of them, I assume they were at least seagull, seagull big. Like, at least that size. But they're so little. I can't get past it. Okay, it's blowing my mind. Anyway. They're really cute, though. I mm -hmm. love their little markings and their little... Yeah. They're little closely bill. related to puffins. I can see that. Yep. They're not quite as, as stout <laughs> in their bill as puffins, but it has that same kind of like, whoop, yep. at the end. Anyway. All right. But well, yeah. there you go. I'm just... Puffins in them are both alcids. I'm just... I'm blown away by the fact that they're so small. They're going after... What are these other fish? I'm just... I can't. Capelin and herring. Cape, herring are still fairly big too, right? I gotta look up my fish, guys. I just, <laughs> I just, I'm so blown away. They're just not. I don't even think I said what that, what that conversion was. I think it's like eight inches. It's like it's twenty centimeters is eight inches. Even though that's a wingspan, which is smaller than their body length. I either way, it's not that big a bird. It's just not that big. I'm trying to see how big herring are. Give me a size on herring. Atlantic herring, 45 centimeters. Okay, that's a little bit better. That's better, at least. Okay, this makes more sense. <laughs> a herring makes more sense. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I'm blown away by that. I can't handle it. All right, there we go. So that was our razor bill, and they're very pretty, I think. They're very distinguished-looking birds. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and they can fly, unlike penguins yep <laughs> i don't know why i couldn't think of that word <laughs> i got there eventually all right so that brings us to our challenge for our last episode in october spooky season mm -hmm. i don't know if it's gonna be spooky we're gonna find out let's see if casey gets mad at me for my revenge last time and makes a very difficult one for me it's he's gonna not. be nice okay good it's a spooky theme quiz yay spooky themed let's do it okay i'm going to give you 10 minutes okay there are a total of 10 questions okay all right and I titled it Jeepers Creepers Quiz because it's animals that give you the Jeepers Creepers. I have seen that movie. Oh, yeah? I think. That and, like, Mothman. Anyway, continue on. All right. Or some moth thing, whatever. All right. So are you ready? <sighs> My brain's crazy today, so no. But let's do it. All right. And here we go. Our first season, we had an animals with bad reputation. They also happen to have horror movies inspired by them. Name one for each animal. Oh, I have to do a horror movie? Yeah. Can I say Dracula? Is that an option? They were vampire things, so... Um, this is specifically for when we did a bad reputation animal. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking the wrong one. So it was the wolf yeah. and the... and the Well, Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And the gray? I yep. think that's wolves? Yeah, yep. okay. Good. Uh, what real-life vampire has caused more deaths than any animal, and why has it left so much carnage in its wake? Uh, mosquitoes, I'm assuming, mm -hmm. because they spread diseases. What do you mean? What carnage? Which is it disease it specifically? Oh, which disease is the worst? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. I feel like it'd be malaria because it's so common. It'd have to be like malaria or like West Nile. I'm gonna say mm -hmm. malaria. Yeah, it is correct. Okay. Spiders often give people the creeps, but most venom isn't dangerous to humans. But which species did we have as a pick or an a animal of the week that has the most toxic venom? Oh boy. <laughs> I don't remember. We have the diving bell. We have the bagheera. We have the whip spider. Spider whip spider count? Nope, it's not a I'm spider. It doesn't have count venom. They're not a spider. Yep. Yeah. Remember have... the picks too. Oh shit, the picks. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Can we repeat the question? Spi uh, 
which species did we have as a pick or animal of the week that has the most toxic venom? Okay, so we will say the um, funnel web spider. Sydney funnel web spider. That is correct. Okay. We once had a pick category choosing a Halloween monster and its real life counterpart. What monster did we pick and the animals that represent okay, there, them? There's that one. <laughs> vampire. Okay. <laughs> and it was the vampire moth and the vampire finch. That is correct. There we go. We had two categories related to animals that give us the creeps. They were the stuff of nightmares and mm-hmm. sea creatures that give you the heebie-jeebies. Yes. Name the four animals we picked. Okay. Banded sea crate. Obviously, I can name mm-hmm. mine first. <laughs> <laughs> I always screw up the order on this. Giant Amazonian centipede or Amazonian giant centipede? It's Amazonian one of giant. Those. And then um, I chose the bobbit worm. That stuff is hellish. <laughs> and then technically, I believe it was the geography cone snail. That is correct. There we go. Okay. What creature of the night is responsible for causing the most rabies-related deaths in the United States? Uh, I feel like it has to be a bat. Does that have to be a specific bat? No. Okay, great. It is bats. Okay, cool. Seven out of ten. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So far, two of the answers have been invertebrates that have caused human fatalities, but not all are created equal. In these two species, which sex is primarily responsible for human deaths? Oh my god. Okay, can you, that was just, there was a lot in that question. Can you say that again? <laughs> okay, we, so two of the invertebrates yes. that we talked about have caused human deaths. Okay. But there's, in these two, there's differences between the sexes where only one is primarily responsible for killing people. Oh, okay. So they're two different species entirely. Yeah. But in one of them, it's either the males or the females mm-hmm. who are the ones killing people. Yeah. <laughs> Do not remember. Um, invertebrates, including picks as well. Yeah. We talked about a lot of invertebrates. I'm talking about the answers for the quiz that you have said. Oh, that we've already said? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it has to be like a funnel web or one of those type mm-hmm. things. Okay. Um, I don't, I should remember, I literally don't remember if funnel webs had difference in sexes and I don't remember if any of the others had difference. I'm going to say the funnel web spider. Okay. And I'll, do we have to say which sex? Yes. We'll say the females. I don't know. That is not correct. Damn. <laughs> Want to take a guess on what the second one was? Oh, right. There's a second one. <laughs> My bad. That we've already talked about before. In this quiz. In this quiz. Yep. So we didn't talk about the... It's very famous. Oh. Oh, I was thinking the secret, so that's not it. <laughs> um, that's, that's poisonous, though? Or venomous, sorry. I never said that. Oh, it could be poisonous. Who have we mentioned already, though? Who's poisonous? What? How much time do I have left? How you many have questions? five minutes. How many questions do I have left? Uh, one, inclu- uh, three after this one. Okay. I don't. I, I'm losing my mind. I'm just gonna say a, a cone snail. That is not correct. Okay, great. Okay. Many people have terrible fears of snakes, often because there are several venomous species. Name the two main types of venom that snakes have. Uh, hematoxin. Okay. And I would think neurotoxin. Those are correct. Yay. Damn it, I thought I was going to trip you up on one. Ha ha I know some sort of scientific things. <laughs> the most venomous animal we have talked about has been the geography snail, but it is unique even amongst cone snails in that it incorporates what into its venom? Oh, I forgot. We just talked about this. It has two different things, so it kills them in two different mm-hmm. ways. Yep. 
Oh, it uh, it creates, I don't know what it's called, but it creates hypoglycemic crashes. Mm-hmm. So it, it shoots them with insulin. I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> so It yeah. pumps insulin into them somehow. I don't remember how. <laughs> yeah, the answer is insulin. Okay. Or was it the, like just like throw it? They just throw out a cloud of insulin, don't they? can they? do that. It's a cloud yeah. of insulin. Okay. All right. Last question. Okay. I could have done more questions. <laughs> Jaws may have been about a great white shark, but the shark attacks that inspired the famous book were likely caused by what shark species? I'm sure we talked about this. Mm-hmm. And yes, I feel do. like it's probably actually, I'm, I might be wrong on this, but I, I don't know if that would be it though, because they just bit a bunch of people <laughs> versus like attacking a beach of people. Mm. I'm going to say the white tip. That is incorrect. Okay. And that is it. Okay. Was it the bull shark? It was the bull Dang shark. Dang it. <laughs> that was my second choice. Okay. Let's see. You've got... You only missed two. Go me. I felt pretty good about that yeah. one, actually. Mm-hmm. So the one... Want me to go all... Yeah. All, let's okay. yeah, review things. Okay. So first one. First season, we had animals with bad reputations. So which horror movies inspired them and they were the wolf gray wolf specifically and great white shark and he said the gray and jaws what else would be a wolf horror movie did we get to count little bird riding hood like, <laughs> i mean i don't know i would have taken any of the wolf man movies oh no wouldn't have gotten that okay <laughs> a werewolf in london <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and what real life vampires cause more deaths than any other animal and how so uh, the mosquito and it transmits malaria mm-hmm Spiders often give people creeps, but not all venom is dangerous. The species that we talked about with the most toxic venom was the Sydney funnelweb spider. And it was the male, I assume, then. Mm-hmm. Okay. We once had a pick category choosing a Halloween monster and its real-life counterpart. We both ended up picking vampire, and yep. it was the vampire finch and the vampire moth. Go team. Mm-hmm. We have two categories, which animals give us the creeps, stuff of nightmares and sea creatures giving people the heebie-jeebies. And the four animals were the Amazonian giant centipede, the banded sea crate, geography snail, and the bobbit worm. I love also that mine, my other horrifying thing was also a sea creature. Mm-hmm. I also just remembering there was a question I meant to put in here, but I forgot. Oh, no. <laughs> but it was later to those two. I was going to ask us, like, what was a unifying characteristic of all of them? Um, I... What is the unifying characteristic of all of them? They're not all venomous, are they? Or poisonous? They are. They are? They all have venom. Wow. You would think I'd remember we just did the Bobbit one. I, I know. I do not remember that. I could not remember. Because you were distracted by this. I was so horrified court. by it. I was so horrified by all of it. It's it's a wonderful magic creature. Oh, God. Anyway. Continue okay. on. I'm sorry. The creature of night that is responsible for most rabies deaths in the united states is indeed the bat followed second is the raccoon oh okay yeah. but guess where it is in other countries like india i oh in india i was gonna say fox in a lot of places <laughs> india what else has a big rabies carrier i feel like it's always like raccoons foxes and bats who's in india that's doing right i don't know i'm gonna say fox i don't know about foxes in india but <laughs> it's not foxes it's dogs Oh, that's yeah. rough. Okay. The reason we don't have that probably here in the United States is because we are so uptight about making sure dogs are vaccinated for mm-hmm. rabies. 
So we don't get very often. Thank goodness, because it's very deadly. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. That's yep. old yeller. Mm-hmm. Bad times. Yep. Right. So oh, the two invertebrates that he uh, caused human fatalities with differences between the sex. Okay. Funnel web was one of them. It's the males because they are the ones going out searching for females and they have such a short lifespan. Okay. They have to fend off predators and happy, horrible accident for primates because it affects us really badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other invertebrate was the mosquito because only females drink oh, blood. Oh, I was not thinking about that at all. <laughs> also, I love that you said happily. <laughs> It's horrible for primates. And then corrected yourself into... <laughs> it's because we're in the horror season, so I'm diabolical. Uh, also, humans are terrible for the planet, so there's that. Anyway. Yep. And the two types of toxins in snakes that main types of venoms are hemotoxins and neurotoxins. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you got this one since it relates to me is... the. Geography cones now implements insulin into its venom. Yes, there you go. And Jaws, though inspired by a great, about a great white shark, it was inspired by attacks likely caused by a bull shark. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So you're just saying the white tips are the one they thought did the. the Those are the sailors? ones that likely have the highest human fatalities, oh, but that's because go. they're way out in the open ocean, and when. World War II ships and planes crashed. They likely fed on the sailors. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lovely. Yep. <laughs> anyway, okay. Well, I feel pretty good about it. it you got a bad. B. Yay! <laughs> which is better than the usual D or F that I get. <laughs> Although not to be as bad as your six points out of hundred on my. I do it for the lols. I think that was. I think that's our lowest score of the, <laughs> the entire series. I'm going to make a badge or wear it. There you go. I mean, like, you did the worst, but I consistently do the worst. Anyway, and you will learn Balto's name at some point. I know. It'll just be on every quiz ever. I'm like, eventually. The Jindo was your mere macophagus, but anyway. I even made something up to remember Balto, and I already forgot it. Wow. Apparently, it wasn't a good mnemonic device. I guess not. Also, I don't know why I can't get past that. So, hematoxin is the one that messes up your tissues, right? Yes. I don't know this, why this was tissue. And neurotoxin, is that what paralyzes people? Yes. Okay, yay. Look at me. I can say names and I know what they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so proud. Anyway, well, thank you uh, for listening to episode 98. As always, we are hosts, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts podcast when we venture into Europe and the Arctic. Ooh. I don't know why that was a ooh. That's not cheerio. (laughs) 